You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Lusa Thread. Good morning. UA will have 450 beds this fall to isolate students testing positive for COVID-19. The Board of Trustees is allocating $1.2 million to rent 252 apartment beds at the loss at City Center to free up space on campus. Not Hall will now become Honors Hall on the UA campus after a Board of Trustees committee identified Dr. Josiah Knott as having been a slave owner and a racist. Keep up with all the local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. FM. Travis Ryder, your trusty, if not talented host of the program with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peterbrook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. The chocolate lady and her outstanding staff will take great care of you. You need a little pick me up? I'll give you an idea right now. Get by there and get some of those dark chocolate espresso beans. A former University of Alabama strength coach of note. That may have been a part of Yeah, Yeah, Yes, secret sauce during his time in Tuscaloosa. I'm just saying, get by Peterbrook Chocolatier today. Joined, as always, on the program by the executive producer of Southern Fried Sports, Joe Gaither, who together we combine to form the 60 bit of Sports Talk Radio. Joe. How are you doing on this Friday Eve, my guy? Oh, I'm doing excellent today. Having a great day so far and looking forward to the rest of it. How about yourself? Man, we've got so much to get to, don't we? News galore. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, we've got the coaches poll. One of what we hope to be several for the 2020 college football season set to drop about right now. That should be dropping at any time, so... Joe, if you see that before I do, and you want to hit the old breaking news, uh, you know, intro there, we we can do that. We can get to that coach's poll that's anticipated to drop right now uh, on your social media timelines at any time. Now we're going to check in with Cecil Hurt on a Thursday. We didn't have Cecil on yesterday. Cecil had some prior engagements to tend to, so we'll go with Cecil. On a Thursday, and it really is sort of a varsity program today. I mean, we kind of fashion ourselves here as varsity sports talk radio. You know, this isn't the Monday night ninth grade freshman game, all right? This isn't maybe Tuesday or Wednesday night JV. This is Friday night lights right here. This is varsity sports talk radio. And I think that's especially true today. You talk about you talk about uh, a dynamic duo. How about this? We've got Cecil Hurt, and we've also got Pops in the same show. How's that? Yes, there you go. We'll have that coming up later with Pops as well. I think we have that breaking news now. Let's go to Joe Gaither right now. Joe, what do you got? Well, we've got the coaches poll. As you just mentioned, it is released. Uh, so we'll start from the top. Clemson, number one. Ohio State, number two. Alabama, number three. Georgia, number four. LSU, five. Oklahoma, six. Penn State, seven. Florida 8, Oregon 9, and Notre Dame 10. Travis, would you like the rest, or is that sufficient for you? You got Auburn at 11, right? Auburn 11. We need to throw the Tigers in there. Auburn's in there at 11. You got Texas A&M at 13. SEC Flava 
outside of that, that's pretty much it for the SEC. So by my count, one, two, three, four in the top eight for the Southeastern Conference, uh, and six in the top 13. So just about half of your top 13 teams in this coach's preseason poll made up of Southeastern Conference teams. No big surprises there, right, Joe? I mean, I thought Clemson would be one, Ohio State two, Alabama three. And then once you got to four, you wondered a little bit. Georgia made a lot of sense. Maybe Oklahoma. LSU getting some some deserved respect after that 15-0 and season. With everything the Tigers lost, LSU still up there at number five in the coaches' poll. Uh, Florida in the top ten at eight. So, yeah, I'd say it's sensible what we've got here for a coaches poll. There you go. What Again, what we hope is the first of several coaches polls during the upcoming season. But there you go. The Alabama Crimson Tide at number three in that Amway coaches poll. 205-342-9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. If you'd like to jump on board with us this morning, you are more than welcome to do so. Again, college football news fast and furious. It seems like on an hourly basis right now with everything that this COVID-19 pandemic has wrought on the sports world in general, but certainly in collegiate athletics. You did hear from the Board of Governors yesterday at the NCAA in relation to fall championships for Division II, Division Three sports being canceled. No huge surprise there. We learned this morning that the ACC has dropped its schedule for the upcoming 2020 college football season. No Clemson Citadel, Joe. They wiped Clemson Citadel off. We still don't know exactly who Clemson's going to play as it's plus one. You know, how about those plus ones for these ACC schools now with no SEC involvement? Yeah, they really showed the SEC, didn't they? Yeah, real tough. Yeah, the ACC really got over, really pantsed the big boys in the SEC. Here's some of your plus ones. Here are your plus ones. And they do involve a couple of Alabama schools. So uh, good on those schools for picking up some checks here. Uh, Duke, Charlotte, Florida State, Sanford. Sanford threw a scare into the Seminoles. Wasn't that, that was Willie Taggart's first game, I believe, a couple years ago. Came and went so quickly, the Willie Taggart era there in Tallahassee. I think Sanford really put the scare into the Seminoles a couple years ago. You got Georgia Tech, UCF. That's that's maybe as good as it gets. Uh, Tech and UCF. Louisville, Western Kentucky. You'd be able to sell some tickets to that if only you could have fans, right, show up for games. That's got some regional flavor there. Um, Miami, UAB, the Blazers going down to South Florida, pick up a check. NC State Liberty. Liberty has joined. You know how I said we had the ACC Catholic Division this year with uh, Notre Dame in there? Well, maybe we need our own sort of denomination division for Liberty because Liberty's got three games against ACC opponents. Hugh Freeze and the boys going to take on NC State, Syracuse, and Virginia Tech. Yeah, kind of a step kid of the ACC this year. Liberty. You got Notre Dame, Western Michigan. Boy, that doesn't have the same sort of punch as Notre Dame, USC, does it? No, it doesn't. You've got Pitt, Miami of Ohio. It is good to see some of these MAC schools, well, not a ton of them, but Miami of Ohio anyway, being able to sort of maybe recoup some of their their check game losses. Syracuse, Liberty, we told you about. You got, how about this one? This will get the blood pumping. In-state battle, Virginia and VMI going to tee it up. Uh, You got Wake Forest, ODU. Still waiting to see who Clemson, again, is going to play plus one and who UNC is going to play plus one. Those are to be announced, but you heard that from the ACC earlier today. Going to kick off that season on September the 12th. Again, we've got the staggered starting dates for all these Power Five leagues and college football in general all over the place. Uh, the ACC has its final regular season weekend set for December the 5th. So it is shooting for either December the 12th or December the 19th for its conference championship game, which we know now could very well include 
the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. You also had the extension news yesterday after we went off involving Steve Sarkeesian. We told you before we went off the air, Board of Trustees Compensation Committee was expected to approve some contracts, some extensions. You knew that you had some new members to this Alabama coaching staff, uh, both from a support perspective and David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray. Uh, also with Freddie Roach coming on board. How about Freddie getting 700 k for three years? Wow. That's a long ways. That's a long ways from being the, was the director of player personnel and assistant strength coach that ready, uh, uh, Freddie traveled, I believe, that path. Good for Freddie. He had that flirtation. He had that interest because it looked like Freddie was going to leave Ole Miss for the New York Giants, right? It was the Giants. And then uh, that drove up the price. So Freddie gets 700 k for three years. Um, Sark goes from 1.65 to 2.5 per for three years. It's crazy, man. It was nuts when these contracts about 10, 15 years ago went from just one-year deals for assistant coaches to two-year deals. Everybody thought that was nuts. Now the three-year deal has pretty much become standard. So we're talking about... 7.5 total over three years for Sark. Um, highest paid assistant coach apparently in the country now with Dave Aranda moving up to the head coaching ranks. And Sark at two and a half, he'll be matching wits with three defensive coordinators in the SEC West, just in the SEC West, that are going to make two mil or more during the 2020 campaign. And you look at Sark and you think about the importance of keeping him around. And yeah, I think Sark draws it up. Great. I think, uh, I think Sark is, is, is probably, uh, really, really comparable to the best in the sport when it comes to dialing it up offensively. But when I look at Sark staying around the area of importance that strikes me first is quarterback development. You're going through a transition from Tua Tagovailoa you've kind of established this relationship with Sark and Mac Jones. You saw some of the fruits of that already last season. You'd like to keep that dynamic together. He was instrumental in getting Bryce Young to Alabama. You initiate that relationship. You get that going. That's right up there, man. I mean, you don't pay a guy two and a half mil per just to coach the quarterbacks. I get that. But in terms of the biggest impression he can make on this program while he's at Alabama, it's going to be in that quarterback room. A lot of guys can draw it up. A lot of guys can dial it up. Not everyone can develop quarterbacks. A lot of people would tell you that wasn't exactly Lane Kiffin's biggest strength. Could draw it up, dial it up. Lane could. But maybe coaching quarterbacks wasn't at the top of his uh, list of uh, accomplishments. Two zero five three four two. 9904, the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Line. So, Baloo and Dr. Matt Ray combined, you look at their deals that were approved yesterday, going to be together, we're talking about just under a mil per uh, mil for the 2020 season. And so, if you combine them together, that, that, that would make them the highest paid duo or the highest paid bosses of a strength and conditioning program. Chris Doyle of Iowa last season made 800 K base. And then he was asked to resign this off season after some former Hawkeyes, uh, expressed concerns about Doyle's interaction with, uh, African-American players. And I think Doyle still got a nice golden parachute. He wasn't fired with cause, Still had to write a, a buyout check, uh, you know, a go-away check for Chris Doyle. But when you talk about individual strength coaches in college football right now, you've got Mickey Moretti of Ohio State. I believe he was also at Florida with Urban years ago. He stuck around with Ryan Day up there. Uh, Craig Fitzgerald of Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt's strength coach in excess of 600 k per season. Joey Batson of Clemson's right around that 600 k mark. So when you put these two guys together, that's about right right now. That's the going price. And I know it was awkward yesterday or during this time when we have so much talk about uh, shared revenues potentially with the student athletes and, you know, the student athletes voicing their concerns. And, you know, here comes 
Sark with two and a half per. Here comes the big money for guys like Freddie Roach and uh, Baloo and Dr. Matt Ray. But you know, a lot of these deals are agreed upon months ago, and then they get around to the compensation committee formalizing the deals. And that's essentially what happened yesterday. Hey, we've got some pro golf on the cable. PGA Championship underway out there in San Francisco at the TPC Harding Park. Good start for Justin Thomas going off number 10 just moments ago. He birdies the par 5 10th going out, playing alongside Tiger Woods and also Roy McIlroy. You've got Michael Thompson, Bud Cauley from the Alabama contingent out there on the West Coast. So we'll keep you up to speed with that as well. Going to head to a break. We come back. Cecil Hurt on a Thursday right here on Southern Fried Sports, presented by Peterbrook Chocolatier on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 91, tonight's low 70. Weather tomorrow and Saturday looking hot and dry. A good supply of sunshine both days with highs between 91 and 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide! FM Travis Ryder, senior analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you in part by Houston Hydrostein. Can't say enough great things about the folks at Houston Hydrostein. I've told you before, they've done some outstanding work for us there at Casa de Ryder. The carpets, the rugs, the furniture, the tile, the grout, all of it, they can take care of it for you. At 205-553-9460, Jackie and his amazing crew, locally owned, locally operated, home of the Houston Rug Revival. Houston Hydrostein, quality work you can stand on. Let's head back to the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line right now. Check in with our good friend Cecil Hurt of the Tuscaloosa News and TideSports.com. Cecil, we have a coach's poll. I guess the question now is, how many more of these will we have in our possession? Uh, there'll be a couple. Um, I think the AP is the other one that people really pay attention to. Obviously, every you know, CBS will have one. There'll, there'll be various ones. But AP and coaches, just from history, are the ones people pay attention to prior to the uh, prior to the college football playoff rankings uh, when they come. And again, if people don't like preseason polls, don't pay attention to them. Don't worry about them. Uh, people like to talk about them. People like to look and compare, see what you've got. You know, Alabama certainly got us late. Uh, if you if you go by that, um, Alabama's third. They play number four, number five, and number thirteen. Um, number 11, and could if they draw Florida, there's number 8. So they could have five of the top 13 teams on their schedule. And I want to get this out of the way. You know me, Travis. Go ahead, Cecil. Do it. Me and, me and Dabo, we go way back. Uh, Alabama <laughs> could, could very well, very well be playing uh, 4, 5, 8, 11, and 13. Clemson's got number 10, Notre Dame. And they've got 24, Virginia Tech. The other two ACC teams in a 10-league schedule, the other two ACC teams that got any kind of recognition at all are North Carolina and Louisville. Clemson didn't even draw either one of them. But see, so, so they lost the with Citadel. That said, with that opening Clemson stretch lost the of, with, with, that, with that opening stretch of Wake, uh, Virginia, to be announced, Miami, uh, Tech, Syracuse, Boston College. I think you can count on Clemson getting to that November 7th game. Again, this is all <laughs> hypothetical. I think 
you can count oh. on, on Clemson get to that November 7 game with Notre Dame. Holding on to that top spot. Yeah. Um, that well, well earned. Like Clemson top. Was then able you can to... count on and you can count on Dabo complaining about it. It looks like they were able to avoid Liberty, which might be the key in all this, you know, because we know what Hugh Freeze can do to some seasons, you know, if given the opportunity. It looks like Liberty's playing just about everybody else in the ACC, Cecil, other than I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing about that. If you're actually, you know, I, I, I'm gonna set aside. I mean, there are other denominational schools that are in the ACC, Wake Forest, for example. Uh, so that that's not the issue. The issue is that Liberty was out front as a university in not believing in COVID. Bring no the kids back. Bring them back. Bring them back. Keep them on campus. Uh, so if you're telling your student Outbreak. athletes, man, we really we really care about uh, COVID precautions. Um, that's that's some nice scheduling. Uh, what we are continuing to see this morning, I know you've, you've noted it as well, is uh, more and more programs making decisions on capacity for now. I guess Penn State has gone ahead and decided no fans altogether. Uh, it looked like Florida State issued a statement, uh, something 20 to 25 20 to 25, which uh, yeah. I, would, I would still guess that's possible, again, if Alabama plays. Um, I can't see it exceeding that. I know Texas A&M and, and uh, LSU are holding on to 50%, you know, but, but we'll see what happens with that. I can't imagine. I, I think Alabama will have some fan presence, but, you know, above what Florida State announced today, I would be surprised. Had some contract news as it relates to uh, football staff yesterday. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian with a nice payday. And um, we talked about this a little bit in the open in the first segment. Kind of some awkward timing with this coming out, but this is sort of the way the process works, right? I mean, deals are agreed upon, and then it takes some time uh, uh, in some instances you've, to get right, you've got to get on the You've got to get on the docket on the agenda for the board. Right. Um, you know, you've got to, you've got to write all that up and, and you know, make sure that it's been vetted by the legal people. Um, so it ended up being uh, probably the worst possible board meeting in terms of in terms of optics uh, when you're telling people how much money you're losing and so forth. But it was it was um, it was something that was agreed to before anybody in February before anybody had a real idea of what the what the ramifications of the coronavirus were going to be so so on the one hand I I, um, I understand that it was you know Alabama had made a good faith contract negotiated a good faith contract and this is just approval by the by the board which is the final step uh, but at the same time a lot of people a lot of people in my mentions a lot of people, Around didn't want to get a letter last week um, about having to tighten the belt and you know donate their donate their Tide Pride funds and so forth, um, and then see what is staff across the staff. Uh, It's a little bit hard to put a number on it because are you replacing Cochran's salary with? Ray and Blues, but a couple of million dollars in you know new money spent on the coaching staff, and and that's but not I mean, saying they didn't earn it. That's not it's just the optics of the time. Yeah, I mean, based on the time frame in which these hires were made, that this is where we're at, right? I this mean, is when it would. This is when it would have come up. Had, had there been no coronavirus, this would have been at the same yeah. board of trustees meeting, same time. And and with Sark. You're not only talking about a coordinator; you're talking about a guy who coaches the most important position on the field. You know, with the right, and, and so. who had some interest from other schools last year. Colorado, part yeah. of it. Colorado being yeah. the main one. Freddie Roach didn't do too bad either, Cecil. Yeah, he got that three-year, um, which is unusual for Alabama. I think that's what he had 
in Mississippi, and I think they wanted to. To I think he wanted to have have that. I'll be interested going forward if after his second year he gets some kind of extension, or they don't do that until the third year. Um, just have to see if he gets the the one year extension in, after next season, or or when that will be. Uh, I would think. I would think that while you know people are are I would say up in arms, but some people are certainly raising an eyebrow at this year's optics. I would think that next year it'd be hard to get a raise. I, I would think. Um, not saying no people don't deserve it or should be shouldn't be compensated, um, but I, I would think that raise money would be tight in January and February. Which might have been part of the reason why a few eyebrows were raised when you didn't see Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach, uh, on that list of extensions. Yeah, I don't raises. know what his I don't know what his um, compensation from Rutgers is, you know, if they're covering a difference there, you know, and he's making his Rutgers head coach money minus yeah. whatever Alabama pays him, so it's not really significant that Alabama pay him more. You know, because you're just saving Rutgers that money. Um, I, I would have to look at his Rutgers contract to know for sure. It's a good point, though, when you think about moving forward, length of contracts and the the, the money involved at the assistant level, uh, even the head coach level at, at some other places. Is you, you think this is a, a sort of uh, turning point in all that, Cecil, where we're, we're going to see a, a reduction in, in those numbers? Is it going to go the other way after spiking here in the last decade or so? I, I don't know that you'll see a reduction. I may, you may see um, a sort of a deceleration of the arms race to, that if, that's pushed, you know, ten, nine years ago, ten years ago, uh, the head coach making $2 million was big news at a lot of institutions. And now and it's not just Nick Saban. Lincoln Riley got an extension this year to six million dollars. Nick was negotiated in twenty eighteen through twenty twenty five. So he wasn't on this year's agenda. Um and, and clearly they're gonna pay him whatever the top of the market is. It's just a question of what the market will be. Um you know, there's always it just takes one, you know, it just takes one institution out there to look at your your hot coordinator or your hot head coach and say well i'm going to pay more and then there's a ripple effect through through everywhere so i can't predict that they're going to cut back on salaries on football coaching salaries but uh, i would think everything in the budget is subject to to examination next year see so what are some realistic byproducts of these conference unification groups, I guess you could call them, united groups with the Big Ten and the Pac-12. What, what do you think can come from that for the student-athletes realistically? And do you envision perhaps here in the near future hearing something similar where SEC student-athletes are concerned? I'd, surprised if, I'd be surprised if there was not at least something. You know, this group seems to be um, at least getting Verbal support, if not, you know, mass, mass walkouts. There's, there's a difference here. Now. Here's the one. To say. I think, I think many of the points that they raise are important, and I think that the athletes deserve a voice and more of a voice, more of a seat at the table than they've had. But it's one thing to say if you're an athlete that you're opting out of the season because of COVID. You know, in terms of your scholarship being honored, your access to medical and so forth being honored. And it's another thing to say, I've got a list of demands that includes half the revenue, and if I don't get that, I'm opting out. You know, if you opt out for that reason, then there's no, on, on, if I'm the institution, there's no reason to honor a scholarship. You just made an economic demand um, that I'm not going to meet because clearly the institutions aren't going to meet that. So, so you don't get to make that economic demand, then then re- refuse to 
to participate and stay on scholarship. If it's for COVID, if it's for health concerns, that's one thing. If it's economic negotiation, that's another. And that's where I fell more in line a pretty good bit with what we saw from the Big Ten group than the Pac-12. Yeah, I thought so. I thought the I thought the I thought the Big Ten group and would would not be surprised to see the SEC and ACC have uh, similar releases. But I can I can save them the trouble of wanting to negotiate half the revenue. It's not going to happen. Well, what they perceive of as, as half the revenue, um, that's not going to come to the table. You know, I guess do they deserve to, do they deserve compensation? Absolutely, I'm 100 percent behind that. But that's not a point. You know, 50 percent of the revenue is not. I, mean, I don't even no. know that that's a starting point for a negotiation. So, name, image, likeness, you think is going to have to do for the most part? And well, you I could guess, raise I guess the, if it you is, could raise the COA. You could the, the cost of living adjustment. You could. Yeah. You could do some other things. Uh, what, what again, people have to realize is you can't do it for the quarterback and not do it for the uh, for the center back on the soccer, women's soccer team. You know, yeah. it's, it's that's all got to be negotiated. Um, the NIL will be, you know, again, the estimates on Tua. You hear different estimates for Tua. Uh, could have made half a million dollars last year, nine hundred thousand, whatever estimate you want to take, which would have been wonderful for Tua uh, in a free market situation. But you can't guarantee every kid on the eighty-five man roster, every young man—I shouldn't say kid—every um, young man on the eighty-five man football roster that he's going to make what Tua makes in free market NIL. Now, if there is a school-administered NIL pool then perhaps that um, balances out somewhat. Now, whether that would have been fair to tour or not, that's another question. So there, there's a lot of work that's got to be done on NIL, um, which will be, which I'm in favor of, which I think people should control their name, image, and likeness. Uh, but there's going to have to be a some sort of formula worked out for compensation. Or you can just go pre-market. You can just say, hey, Tua is going to get rich, or the quarterback at Alabama or Auburn or Georgia is going to, going to get these side deals. But um, you know, the 85th kid, he needs he needs to negotiate that when he's a four star. You know, with with the local uh, with the local brew pub or whoever's going to sponsor him. <laughs> so you know, and and yeah. so it's it's yeah, Peterbrook. You're you're you're. <laughs> Your Peter Brook holder for today's game. <laughs> Peter Brook punter. That's what we'll go punter. with. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, so so all that's got to be worked out. Yes, that that there's there's a potential for enhanced revenue uh, for student athletes with name, image, likeness. Um, but that's not exactly what they're talking about. Again, the the pack the Pac-12 wording was half the revenue. And, you know, that's the one that's the obstacle, you know, in terms of in in terms of um, racial awareness. That's very important. I think Alabama's tried to to do that. I think that there there needs to be more done at at many institutions and probably at Alabama as well. Uh, I I think that's a very valid point. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. You'll have to figure out again what concrete actions you're talking about, you know, more minority representation on staff, more diversity training, more, you know, what, what exactly does that mean? Um, Because as a society, uh, you know, we're, we're a long way from erasing racism. And I think some steps are being taken. I think awareness is being heightened. I think those are good things, but just to say we demand no more racism, that's a societal issue that that no athletic department controls. You know, I guess for the student-athletes with name, image, and likeness, if it is regulated pretty heavily, 
you're going to have some serious trust issues from the young folks because I would think the perception will be, yeah, they're regulating us extensively on NIL because that's money out of their pockets from a department standpoint. You see where I'm going with that, Cecil? Yeah, it can be. can be. Um, you know, that's one of the many, many things that's got to be worked out. Um, you know, the, for instance, um, you know, you, you could, to a, to a, and I used to, he's in the pros now, he's, and, and was a very, would have been a very high NIL priority last year. You could say Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or any of the others. But, all right, so, so he does control his name, image, and likeness. He, what he does not control is that Alabama jersey. But you can't put him in that, you know. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of things that have to be worked out. When we get an SEC football schedule, Cecil? I don't know. I, I would hope, you know, that, that this afternoon, but I can't get That's not a prediction or a guarantee. Um, it's It's been a while, which I... I guess there. I guess there are three possibilities, Travis. One is that there, and let's 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 assume this one, since we're all about positivity and negativity may may kill the football season if we're not careful. Um, so I hear. So <laughs> let's be positive. Um, that the SEC is trying to gather the most data possible to make that schedule fair to to see what other issues might come up uh, they have until the 26th they, they want to be um, on solid footing with their student athletes they may have you know a pending release as you mentioned from the college athlete union um, so all that they may want to deal with that before they deal with the schedule or it may be carefully thought out yeah. the second possibility is that they're just being reactive to what every other league does you know, that, that they've been last on, at least last chronologically, on all these things, and they're last on this for, for one of two reasons. They, they just are slow, deliberate decision makers, or there's so much bickering going on that nobody can agree, even on two opponents, which, which I, I'm, I'm, Truly, and this is—is it? You know, I'm, I'm truly at the point. Whatever discussions have been had to, to this point, I think they've been had now. You know, I think everybody's had a chance to say which two opponents they want, which two they don't want, to make their argument, and somebody's got to make a decision. Rather than all 14 of the ads going to the league office and saying, "Okay, we, you know, we we we've held hands and sung around the campfire in a socially distant." manner and this is what we all agree on and why don't you put this out um you know it may be that vanderbilt and lsu just those are two random examples are never going to agree and at that point um part of the part of the league office um getting a share of the revenue part of the commissioner making two million dollars plus is you get paid that to make some command decisions and you make make, make a call, yeah. You make them, yeah. And you don't worry that that two weeks from now somebody said, "Well, you should have done this." You know, you just do it, you take it. Everybody's had a chance to voice their opinion on who their two opponents are, and and so surely we can at least get to that point fairly quickly. Yeah, if anybody has a problem with anything, as I've said, my default response at this point is I shrug my shoulders. Show my palms and say 2020, Cecil. 2020, I don't know what man. else to 2020. 2020. That's it. You know, no, That's nobody all you can say. Nobody cooked this up as a conspiracy against <laughs> Alabama or anybody right. else. You know, yeah. So, so, I mean, that's 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 where it is. You know, um, and I, I I get the feeling that you know from just from knowing. Nick Saban a little bit. He just wants two names where he can get graduate assistants. I'll guarantee. No, I'll, I'll guarantee you, Travis, because <laughs> any of those teams would have been potential opponents in an SEC championship game. 
they're already behind. That's what I mean. Yeah, there's some poor analysts and GAs over there off Bryant Drive. They've already had to scout the rest of the league like like the games are going to happen. You know, I mean, you know, not as potential, but they are going to happen. Right. These other right. you could, seven opponents. You could, you could play <laughs> Vanderbilt in the SEC championship game. Yeah. You could. I want four binders on Vanderbilt. And there, by and there may morning. be, right. And there may be some GA saying, <laughs> why am I doing four binders? He may be thinking. <laughs> Why am I doing four binders on this when it will never happen? Uh, but thinking that and walking yeah. down to the big office and saying, yeah. this is never going to happen. Why do I have to do it? That's yeah. two different things. That's and those four binders are just on third and long. That's just third and long. Yeah, that's just that's could, one area. That's four binders on third know. and long. What do they do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that, I, I'm just getting started. that process was, in, was somewhere. You know, they weren't just going to they weren't just going to wait around until November under the old schedule and see Vandy win the East. And say, man, we better get started on Vandy. Right. That was all taken care of. And if you're the GA or the assistant or whoever who wanted to go down to the big office and say, you know, this, this is just I, I got other things to do with my time. Good. Good luck. To you. Good. Good. Best of luck on that. But hey, your, we'll your, job, some- your job, your job is your job. And That's right. Yeah. So, the so ticket, at least that part, no matter what, no matter what two SEC teams they they pop out of the hat, um, yeah. it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be like, oh my gosh, now all of a sudden we got to put um, GA number 87 on it. GA number 87 better already have that done. Yeah, well, that so, poor guy's you know, already, they, that they guy's... announced it at five o'clock today. Those binders yeah. better be on the desk at 7 a.m. Yeah, tomorrow. he's already broken down Appalachian mm-hmm. State 2019 because that's where Drinkwitz was, and Alabama might play Missouri. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. there's some poor GA absolutely. in Alabama knows way too much about Appalachian State 2019 <laughs> right now. And, and like I say, if Missouri comes <laughs> up in the, on the ping pong ball, that better be sitting on the desk, probably before <laughs> that. If the, if the, if, if, the CEO walks in at seven. It better be on the desk. Oh, oh my goodness! God bless him. Hey, Cecil, we always appreciate it, my man. Always good stuff. Sure. Always look Glad forward to, to it. it. Thanks a lot. Okay. There he goes, Cecil Hurd of the Tuscaloosa News at TideSports.com. Going to head to a break, and we come back. It's pops on a Thursday. How about that, Cecil Hurd into pops on a Thursday, right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Right after this. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, just a small chance of a shower through the evening hours. The high today, 91, tonight's low 70. Weather tomorrow and Saturday looking hot and dry. A good supply of sunshine both days with highs between 91 and 94. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Go, 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 show it's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a card like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club. Bottle full of bug. Mama, I got what you need. Yeah, I don't know if Pops is a big 50 Cent fan, but we're doing a loose change for the playlist theme today. That's why we had a little three dimes down from Drive-By Truckers earlier in the program. And now a little 50 Cent as we bring on Pops. What about it, Pops? You a big 50 fan? I have no idea what that was. None <laughs> at all. I'm going. I'm going. Oh. I think I'm on some other station right now. I have no idea what that was. Uh, I don't think we've ever uh, introed Pops to a little hip hop, little rap music. So there you go. <laughs> hey, Pops, you know, we usually have you on Friday, yeah. uh, but we're moving you up to a thursday which would in normal times perhaps be a thirsty thursday for you yeah and your band of ne'er-do-well friends down there at the mm-hmm. baseball grounds of jacksonville for that double a baseball with the jacksonville jumbo shrimp you haven't been able to do it this year you haven't been able to go to the ballpark no. so no. what's the one concession stand item that maybe you've missed the most that you would if you could have it right now from a ballpark uh, you know, what, which concession stand item would you pick? What would you go with? I I I, I, noticed that I just like the the peanut 
Yeah. You've always been <laughs> a big peanut guy. Peanuts, you know. And yeah. I ate a whole bag of them. And you will. I've seen you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy it. Now, does peanuts. it matter what you have to drink with them, or is that just anything? Oh, yeah. got to gotta have a Coke with it, you know. I you know. like Coke? Yeah. Just the Coke and the, the roasted peanuts. You know, a lot, of, a lot of old timers like yourself used to put the peanuts in the like Pepsi Cola bottle. You know, yeah, put, put the peanuts yeah. in the drink. Did you ever do oh, that? Yeah. Years years ago in the RC Cola. RC Cola. Yeah. No RC Cola, but the big RC glass bottle. You know. Yeah. Just take the, yeah. the the peanuts and pour them in there. A lot of folks like those moon pies with those RC Coca Colas. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a yeah. few of them in my day too. I used do you to like the one chocolate or banana? Chocolate or banana moon pies? Which ones do you my, like? My mama would put me a uh, no, no. I never got a banana moon pie. But uh-huh. man, my mother would put a moon pie in my lunch when I was in elementary school for dessert. Oh, that was a nice treat, wasn't it, pops? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In my brown bag. Did you, did you ever trade? That at the lunch table for oh, anything no. else, Pops? Oh, yeah, no, that was no, no, non-negotiable, no. wasn't it? You're getting fights over that. I mean, it was, nobody mm-hmm. messes with your moon pie, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, we had your oldest granddaughter on the program earlier in the week, and we Uh-oh. asked her to rate you as a grandfather. <laughs> and uh, I, I got to say, I was kind of surprised. She gave you 10 out of 10, Pops, Savannah. No, she did I was, not. Yeah. Well, I, I I really appreciate that, but <laughs> I, I wish I, I felt the same way. <laughs> I would like to be a ten out of ten, but I know I've yeah. I fail uh, in so right. many you're areas, right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she said that you know, even though you two kind of get after each other a little bit, it's always yeah, fun. She, and, she's always she, wanting to fight for some reason. You know? and that's just the way she is, Pops. That's how she's <laughs> wired. And she does enjoy being taller than you, she said. She I, does I, enjoy I, that. She, yeah, and it kills me because if I had shoes <laughs> on her height, I'd be just as high as she is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, your other granddaughter, your uh, the, the youngest of our two, yeah. Uh, we checked her into her dormitory there on the University of Alabama campus. Thirteen floors, the dorm. Thirteen and, floors. Uh, yeah, they're moving all the kids in. Pops, is that poor parenting? Should we should we have just kept her home with all this stuff going on? In your opinion, or well, we, are we not good parents? Well, I, I, you know, it's an exciting time in her life, and and until you, know, I don't, I don't think it's called bad parenting sending her off to college and but i'm sure if things uh demand it they'll you know they'll virtual mm-hmm. if things get so bad mm-hmm. and, and uh the cases start breaking out or whatever but mm-hmm. uh i got my fingers crossed for her i hope she has a terrific college life and uh we can get Top pops because they lost that spring of their senior year of high school too, pops. I know, yeah. I know that, and that was a, a you know a tough part of the the best part of your senior year, you know, mm-hmm. prom the, everything. Yeah, the final, the home stretch, you know, yeah, of high school, and and you don't even have it. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough. It's a tough call, but I I'm I'm for. Down here, I'm I'm for not sending kids to school because it's it's just, uh, and I don't like that. I wish they they I wish football was going on and practices and and all the kids are all excited about getting back in school, hmm. but it just, it's just uh, too many uh, negatives involved. I think. See where Florida State this morning announced just twenty to twenty five percent capacity for home games this season, if that. Yeah. Which yeah. a lot and of Florida I, Gator fans like yourself would say, Well, that's not all that different than what they've been drawing the last couple of years anyway, Pops. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad, uh, what's been going on over there. I was hoping they could get it turned around this year. And of course this guy gets started off on the wrong foot over there already. Mike Norville. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pulling for him, you know. Just I'm, I'm pulling for the guy. They caught Mike storying a little bit. He was storying. Yeah, you know, he might have fudged a little, you know. Uh-huh. But 
I don't know. I wish them luck, but I hope they can get back on on pace. Uh, are you watching any of the pro golf? You said you were watching a good bit of it. You got the PGA yeah. Championship pops this Actually, weekend, and Tiger Tiger's two under early on in his first round. Oh, Tiger, I, you know, I hadn't even looked. I hadn't even looked today. Uh, he said you know, he, but, he felt he felt good going into it. So you yeah. know, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you know, Bud Cauley, he's a yeah. Jacksonville guy. Yeah. And went to the University of Alabama. He's two under through six pops. Bud Cauley, well, the Jacksonville area product and the, the, former Alabama the, All American. Yeah, the two the two the previous winners uh, were Alabama yeah. golfers. Yeah, Been a good I, run on the I didn't, I didn't know Justin Thomas went to Alabama. What you didn't know that, Pops? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm a day late and a dollar short, you know. Come on, pops. You keep reading <laughs> that newspaper, you know. We talked about that. Yeah. So am I going to get to have dinner with you here in the next couple of days? Is that the plan? Yeah. Go to dinner. As far as that, I think it's tonight. To I think uh, Locklear lined it up for tonight. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Yeah, that's what are we good. getting? We get bonos, or we getting maybe Orsay? You know, well, whatever, whatever. Or say pops, and that you know, that's, that's, that's a, good. That's, Anywhere yeah. is fine with us, you know that. Yeah, yeah. What about Very lunch? Easy. What do you got? Hey, uh, guess what I'm getting today? A tomato you sandwich. Well, you love that mayonnaise. Steak, steak tomatoes, sliced thick with white yeah. bread and mayonnaise and heavy mayonnaise. Heavy, yeah. heavy mayonnaise and pepper. You just pepper on there, no lettuce I, or anything. I just placed my order not three minutes ago. Placed your order? Man asked me what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. You like, do you, do you, do you have to have the tomato refrigerated first? Or yes. Can you just, yes. do you like it cold? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mayonnaise cold, tomato cold. Yeah. yeah. You'll have your little diet tea. With those fresh limes from the backyard grove. <laughs> yeah, I got have. the limes in the backyard. You wouldn't believe that little old tree. I mean, it's putting out. It's produced a lot of partners for that old number seven. I know that. <laughs> Come in, right, Andy. Pops, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you later. Bye. There he goes, Bob's. That's going to do it for a Thursday edition of Southern Fried Sports. Thanks again to Joe Gaither for producing it, Cecil Hurt for joining us, and Pops as well. The Lunch Whistle today on a Thursday, Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. Get down there, weekend hours, you can dine in, weeknight specials, great bar and pizza specials, apps out the, apps galore, we'll just say that. How about that? Great salads as well. They're at Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. Till 11 a.m. on Monday. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. Thank you for.